So we'll discuss a little bit about the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, the seven commandments given to the children of Noach. Noach says it says seven mitzvahs given to Noach, not to Adam, as the as the Rambam goes through the whole history because there's only six mitzvahs to Noach, because Noach was prohibited in eating meat. Me wasn't only me was first permitted in the time of Noach, and therefore it's known as Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Those are the seven universal laws. So, the question is, is it, are, the, are the Gentiles, again, we're saying from a Jewish perspective, what are the Gentiles obligated in? From their perspective, they might have, a, they might think differently. But from a, from a Jewish perspective, what do we assume a Ben Noach, a Gentile, is obligated in? So we know we have the seven mitzvahs Ben Noach. Let's say what they are for beginners. So the best way I remember it is, is I remember the big three, the three commandments a Jew has to give up their life for, and that is if someone puts a gun to it and says, worship idols, commit illicit relations, or murder someone, so the mitzvah is to give up your life, but those are three mitzvahs applied to a Gentile. And then I remember Aleph Bey's Gimel Dalad. Aleph is Aver Menachai. Bey's is a euphemism, Birchas Hashem, which, which says blessing God, but it means cursing God. Gimel is Gezel, stealing. And Dinim is um, setting up a court system. We'll get into, when we get into Parshas by Yishlach, with the incident with Shechem, we'll get into a more elaborate dispute between the Ramban and the Rambam, how far Dinim goes, and maybe, or maybe perhaps before. But those are the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noah. So is that, is that it? Is that all? Is that maybe that's a lot? But is that all a, a Ben Noach is obligated in? What about the mitzvah of kivid of aim? What about the mitzvah of honoring one's parents? That seems to be a basics. We know we have it in the Ten Commandments, in the Aseret Sadibros, but yeah, we don't find it in the Aseret Sadibros, in the Sheva Mitzvah today Noach. So is that true, that a non-Jew is not obligated in honoring their parents? So it seems not that way. From actually a medrash in the beginning of Parashas Lech Lecha, when the God commands Noach, Avraham, Lech Lecha Meyartzecha, etc. We all know the beginning of Lech Lecha. So the medrash says, Lecha, you I'm exempting from Kivra Ve'em, but not anyone else. In other words, because Avraham had to leave his his homeland, Terach, his father. And even though, so he said, Lech Lecha, and even though, and even though we see Terach um, was a Russia, the implication from this measure, again, we need a lot more information than this, but the implication from this measure is that Kivrav Aim even applies to a, even if your father's a Russia, because, again, we're assuming Terach was an old day of Adazara, one of the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, and yet the implication was you, normally, you'd have to honor Terach. But I'm making a special dispensation. You, I want you, Avram, to go and go into the land of Israel or the land I'm going to show you. So we so the implication of the Medrash is that Avram was obligated in Kivrav Aim. And again, we're assuming at this point that Avram was not a Jew. Avram was only a Ben Noach. As Rabbi Yosef Engel has a whole shtickle on it, and we'll get into it, what was the status of the Avos, Kodama, and Torah? So, 
what they did they have a din of Yisrael? Or no, they had a regular din of Ben Noach. And we'll see the Rav of Salvation kind of has like a in between that they they had a din of Ben Noach, but each mitzvah they added, Avraham, Shacharis, Yitzchak, Mincha, and different Tvila. So every mitzvah added a little more Kedusha, but the, the full fledged Jew did not begin until Har Sinai. So either way, we're assuming that they were had the status of B'nai Noach. And we see that it appears that Avram was obligated not only in in one thing that we see a non Jew is obligated in Kibra Bahim, but even in a separate halacha, we'll see if it's true or not you have to machabit your father even if he's a Russia. And we see also from I think Noach that we see that the kids were punished for what they did to Noach at the end of the parsha after the Mabul when they planted the vineyard, they got him drunk. And they were mavazin Noach, and they were punished for it. So again, another implication that non-Jews are obligated in Kibbutz Ameh. But perhaps that's even worse. That's bizur. That's a, that's his honor. But either way, we see different than there are other medrashim, other sources that seem to imply that a non-Jew is obligated. In fact, I think it's a Rambam. The Rambam writes that he discusses of a gear, a convert, someone who converts to Judaism. So strictly speaking, Gershon is Gayer, Gakatan Shinola Dami. It's like a newborn baby and really they're not your parents anymore. Biologically they're still your parents, but Apihalacha, they aren't your parents. So the question is, do you have to honor your biological parents even though they're not longer they aren't your halachic parents? So I think the Rambam writes Halashan as follows that of course you have to honor if a certain person converts to Judaism, he has to honor his parents who are Gentiles because well, how's it going to look? Like Louis Farrakhan says that Judaism is a gutter religion? You mean, while I was a guy, I had to honor my parents. Now that I'm a Jew, I don't? So that would look terrible. So of course, but what's not the point? The point isn't that you have to honor your parents even though they're not your halakhic parents. The point being we see a non-Jew, we see from the Rambam clearly that a non-Jew does have an obligation of kibbutz aveim. So, so then that leads us to our question: So where is it then? How do we know that? Because the seven universal laws is the only thing we know a non-Jew is obligated in. And yet we see from the Rambam and other sources that a non-Jew is obligated in kibbutz aveim. So where does that come from? If it's not in the seven mitzvahs, but Noach. So the first question, is it in the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach? Well, Pasha says it's not. I just read off the seven and Kibbutz Aim was not in there, or was it? So there are two different approaches to answer this question. Some want to say it is in there, you just got to look harder. Or we'll take another approach that even though it's not in it, maybe they're obligated anyway. So let's, take, let's start with the first approach. So where would we find, in one of the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, where would we find the mitzvah of Kivrav Abes? There are a couple of suggestions. One is, Berkas Hashem, cursing our God. So we know, um, the Gemara in Kedushin tells us, and Chazal tell us, why in the Aseris Hadibros, we know, we find um, the mitzvah of Kivra, the aim honoring your parents. And what is it? 
and it seems to be on the wrong side of the tablets because the first side is mitzvahs ben adam makom, commandments between man and God, and the second one seems to be interpersonal. So honoring one's parents seems to be on the wrong side of the tablets. But as the Gemara tells us, the Minchas Chinach, that Kibrav Aim is a unique mitzvah, it has both aspects. On one hand, as the Gemara in Kedushin tells us, we have three creators, Mommy, Daddy, and God. And therefore, it's a perfect transition from the first tablet to the second tablet. But other momakom to ben other So, someone want to point out that it that it's under birchas Hashem. You can't curse your creator. Your parents are your creator, so it falls under the rubric. So, Nanju is obligated in kibbutz aim, and it's under. It is in the seven mitzvahs b'nei noach. You just have to look harder in between the lines. Birchas Hashem. That's one approach. Other achronim suggest a different approach. They say, you know where you find it? You find it under dinim. Dinim is you have to set up societal laws, because as the Mishnah says in Pirkei Abbas, if not, everyone will swallow each other up. There'll be anarchy. You can't live. People can't function if there's no order and justice. People are just going ahead, killing, stealing, doing what they want. So you need a justice system. So dinim is setting up a common said, you know, setting up a system that you can live by. So, so they point out what's the basic foundation of any society? Where does it begin with Kivadav Aim? If you don't have honor for one's parents, for the elderly, usually it's a good simon. You know, you do have a couple of wackos once in a while that treat everyone else well except their parents, but we're talking, I'm talking about the normal people. So the normal, the average person is, you know, and a, a good judge for society is how you see they treat the parents, how they treat the elderly. And therefore, what more, so therefore, Kibrav Aim, they claim, is under Dinam. It's part of, to have a functional society, Kibrav Aim is one of those basic laws you have to have honoring your parents, the elderly. So that's, so that's the first approach, two different, two different technical mitzvahs, but the same approach that a non-Jew is only obligated in mitzvahs that are actually the seven mitzvahs b'nei noach, if it's not in there, they're not obligated. And so we are forced to find kibrav aim in the seven mitzvahs b'nei noach, and we did either through birkas Hashem, cursing God, or through dinam. That's one approach. Another approach is, I think, from the Ran. Other Rishonim say that, no, really, the seven mitzvahs b'nei noach aren't the only mitzvahs a non-Jew is obligated in, that's the basic core holding, but in addition to every, in addition to the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach, they're also obligated in any mitzvah sichlis, any common sense, logical mitzvah. Of course, that will lead us, maybe not for tonight, but that will lead us to question. Then, does that mean all the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach aren't aren't mitzvah sichlis? But that's a separate question. We're not going to get to tonight. But any mitzvah sichlis a non-Jew is obligated in. Or you, know, or you could say, no, they are, but we have to, you have to enter why those are singled out. But either way, so any common sense law a non-Jew is out. Any, so therefore, my, what greater common sense than honoring one's parents? The Yisod of Akaris Hatov, you owe them everything. They brought you into this world. So what greater mitzvah sichlis than kibbutz aim? 
and hence a guy is chayev, it's not in the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach, but how it's common sense was. But of course we know about common sense. Well, first of all, it's the fifth Shulchan Arach, having common sense. We have the four Chalkei Shulchan Arach, and then the fifth one's equally as important. You have to know how to apply the four. You need Seichel. But as Mark Twain, or some say Maishi Twain, said quite cogently, unfortunately, common sense ain't too common. And unfortunately, you can't teach common sense. Either you have it or you don't. So, therefore, what greater mitzvah, what, great, what greater common sense mitzvah than keep it up aim? The kasha on this is from a Gemara in Kedushin. The, the Gemara in Kedushin says a famous the story with this non-Jew. What's his name again? Daman and Nasina. So he points out that or the famous, the different versions of the story, but the bottom line is, the father was sleeping, and he had something valuable under his pillow, or bottom line, in order to get it, he had to wake up his father, and he didn't wake up his father, he gave up a lucrative deal, but ultimately he was rewarded tenfold, by whether getting the paraduma, or getting something of value. And let me point out, it wasn't his father's thing. It wasn't his father's loss. It was his loss. His father would kill him if he didn't wake him up because his father had a business deal. We're talking about you had your... We're not talking about your father losing money. We're talking about you losing money. He was willing to give up a fortune that he would have made and he was rewarded him um, pretty soon after with a double fortune or ten times that amount. So the Gemara makes a kavachom and the Gemara says... what. Come over here, little Yedo Jew. You know how far at Hechan Kivit Avaim. How far does Kivit Avaim go? The Gemara says. The Gemara says, if Dama ben Nasina, who isn't obligated in Kivit Avaim, and yet he went this great length to do the mitzvah, how much must? How much more so you? who are Chayev in Kibra Ve'im. I always like paraphrasing this Gemara when I talk about myself, how far I'm willing to go for Kibra Ve'im. You know how far I'm willing to go for Kibra Ve'im? In the summer, I'm willing to visit my parents in the Catskills, and in the winter, I'm willing to go to Florida to see them. I don't know too many people like that. But I think that's exactly what the Gemara had in mind. So the Gemara said, look how far you have to go. You have to go. If Dabamon and Tina isn't obligated, how much more so us? So what do we see from this Gemara? A non-Jew isn't Chayiv in Kibra Ve'em. Against everything we've been saying. So how do we answer up this Gemara? Because a non-Jew explicitly, Dabamon and was not Chayiv in Kibra Ve'em, and yet, you know, he was rewarded. How much more so us who are Chayiv how much more so we have to go to great lengths. So, so the, so the Mepharshim answer is follows. No, it works very well with the Ran. But what did the Ran say? It's not one of the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, but why are you chayiv in it? Because it's a mitzvah sikhlis. Because it's a rational mitzvah. So, what's a rational mitzvah? You can't punch your father in the face, you can't kick him, you can't curse him. You can't mistreat him. That's a lot. That's very logical. But if I ask someone on the street, let me see. 
if I was going to lose a million dollars and the choice was waking up my father or not, I think most people on the street would say, wake up your father. He'd probably want you to wake you up. But I think it'd be, you can't say it's a common sense law. Common sense might dictate to wake up your father in order to lose. Big deal, you let him, okay, you know, after that, he'll be able to retire and he could sleep a lot more after that. So common sense would dictate to wake him up. So that's what the so that's what we're saying here. Only a mitzvah sichlis a guy is chayavin the basics, but to not wake up your father to lose a lucrative contract, I'd say that's opposite of common sense would dictate you'd have to wake him up. Yet we see he went against common sense and went and the Gemara praises him that he did the right thing. He did more than he had to do. If he would have woke him up, he wouldn't have been punished for it, and that would have been on a reasonable assumption. But the fact he didn't wake him up showed just showed what he had in Kivit Avayim. It showed how much, how far he was willing to go to Kivit Avayim. And that's the prototype that we have to go. We have to um, that we have to try to emulate Dhamma Ben Nasina. That look how far he went. In fact, um, as we'll see, we'll get into. But that's what um, even Esav Harasha, not that Dhamma Ben Nasina was Harasha, but even Esav Harasha was meticulous in Kivrava Aim. And I think one of the rabbis in the Gemara used to say, I wish I did half of what Asaph, if I would if I would treat my if I would treat my father half of the way Asaph did, I'd be very happy with myself. So um, of course the question is, don't wish it and do it. Like talk is cheap. What do you mean I I wish you know what he said so go ahead so what does he mean? He says, because Asaph used to put on special clothing when he saw his father. He used to go get him a special food. So talk is cheap. So go into your closet, put on your Shabbat suit or your Yentif soup and then, suit and visit your father. Go make him a barbecue and go make the good coleslaw. Go make him the highlight meal. What do you mean? Uh, are you talking like it's out of your hands? So, you know, that's, um, so what exactly does that mean? That's, Perhaps that's another discussion, but that but we see that Asaph is another example that not necessarily he was obligated. We see how far he went, but that's what we see. So we have um, do we see a, a mitzvah sichlis a non-Jew is obligated in, but not a but you know this is far from a mitzvah sichlis. So let's summarize. So we we dis, we discussed the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach, the big three. The big three we have to give up our life for illicit relations, idol worship, and murder. Then Aleph Beis Gimel Dalid, Avram and Achai, tearing a limb off a live animal, cursing God, stealing, and dinim. Those are the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, and honoring one's parents doesn't seem to be on there. So, and yet we look at the different Chazals, whether it was by Noach, by Avram, and by the Rambam, is clear. That a non-Jew is obligated in Kibbutz Avayim. So how, why is he obligated? What's the source of his obligation? It's not in the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach. So if we look more closely, we do find it either under Birchas Hashem, your parents are one of your creators, or under Dinim, setting up a court system. What more logical law than honoring one's parents? Or the approach of other Rishonim. It's not in there, but every mitzvah sichlis one is obligated in, and I. So what about Dhamma ben Nasina? We see a non-Jew isn't a, a non-Jew isn't obligated in Kibbutzim. No, but you're not obligated to do something heroic like give up a million dollars not to wake up daddy. 
but not to not to punch him in the face, not to kick him, not to mistreat him. That one that that's what one has to do. And that's what the Gemara says. If Dabam and Nasina isn't obligated, look how far he went. How much more so we have to go? You know, even we see even a even a Russia like Esav was very you know was very meticulous in Kivra Aveim. So we we'll have to. Um, so that's what we see. So the conclusion is, a non-Jew is obligated in the midst of Kivra Aveim. What we'll have to go into another time is. What about another mitzvah? The mitzvah of tzedakah. Is a non-Jew obligated in the mitzvah of tzedakah? Maybe we'll have to go into that, into that in a future shear.